Decision day is coming for one David Stone. We'll talk about the latest on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Go hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. And this first segment is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. So go to linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Josh, the biggest story of the day was something that occurred overnight, uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Uh, one James Thind of Spartan Tailgate, a 247 sports affiliate, flipped his crystal ball prediction from the Michigan State Spartans to your Oklahoma Sooners. Well, obviously a good sign there. Are you in the camp that it'd be nice if you saw a Miami insider toss prediction Oklahoma's direction? 100%. If that one happened and there's buzz that maybe they're kind of conceding that it's going to be Oklahoma, just haven't issued a crystal ball prediction in on that. If that happened, then yeah, I'd say it's fairly certain that it's over. But given the way recruitments have gone recently, and especially for the five-star defensive linemen, Man, to me, nothing is certain until they make that commitment known. And even then, until we get to signing day, I'm still not going to feel 100% confident that it's going to happen. I'm going to feel great. I might feel like 99% confident, but there's still going to be that sliver of doubt that leads me to think, okay, nothing's done until it's done. Yeah, hopefully this is just the first tea leaf that – it is in fact going to be Oklahoma and that it's always been Oklahoma for David Stone. And I say the first, I guess just the final first right here in this, uh, this actual home stretch for David Stone's recruitment before the announcement, obviously coming up on Saturday, it's uh, I'm not going to, I mean, obviously it's good news for Oklahoma when you see this crystal ball prediction come in from a source where, okay, a bunch of folks up in that Spartan camp thought for a long time that, yeah, it was Michigan state or that at a, you know, different juncture or two in this recruitment that they led for David Stone and that Mel, Mel Tucker had made some, you know, pretty serious inroads with uh, David Stone. But, uh, you know, for me, again, I guess uh, I, I'm maybe it's just the Winery decision is too recent that uh, I, I know Oklahoma's a, a big time factor here. And yet I just am sort of in see it to believe it mode or, hey, show me three or four Miami insiders that, yeah, are waving the white flag. Yeah, so you've had guys like Brandon Drum, Parker Thune of OU Insider, even you know Steve Wiltfong and Andrew Ivins of 247 Sports. They've had their crystal balls in for a long time. They date back to 2022. So getting a fresh prediction and one that flips from back in December when the Spartans really thought that they were closing in on a commitment, I think that is a positive takeaway. There is a positive thing to take away from this. And yet, because of 
kind of what we've seen transpire on social media, just the way that David Stone has been enjoying his recruiting process. Like his buddy, Caden Durham. Again, you're not going to really believe anything. At least I'm not really going to believe anything that comes out about this commitment or this recruitment until there's a commitment, because I just think he's really enjoyed the process. And I think at times David stone has really enjoyed riling up fan bases. Like this dude is built for college football because I mean, what is college football and all of the rhetoric and dialogue that surrounds college football for riling up fan fan bases. That's what Oklahoma and Texas do back and forth to one another, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, USC. It doesn't matter. Everybody's just about getting everybody fired up and riled up. And, and David Stone has kind of played that to a T. If he were a character in the WWE, I mean, he'd be getting pops all the time. Pop is that, that word that they just use to describe the fan reaction to somebody showing up. David Stone has created so many pops in this recruitment with just a single tweet or uh, holding up the U or you know posting a picture of him and his you know, Michigan state edit or his Oregon edit, you know, so many people have reacted to everything that he's done over the last two years, because it's been one of the most high profile recruitments of the cycle. You can take, you can put Dylan Riola on that, you know, discussion. You can put, you know, Williams Winery in that discussion, Taylor Tatum, nothing has been as high profile and, and in the public eye, I think in this recruitment, and it could be because I'm more focused on Oklahoma, but I don't think I've seen a recruitment across the nation in the 2024 cycle that has been as public on social media as this one has been. David Stone, again, enjoying the recruiting process in his own way. And because he's enjoyed the recruiting process in his own way, it has led each uh, and every one of these fan bases along the way to yeah. feel like, oh, David Stone is he's one of us one of us, or he's about to be right. <laughs> he's, right. he's definitely, like you said, played with the emotions a little bit and had fun with it at the end of the day, which, it. which you got to, I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. Uh, in a, in a recruitment, he will be, you know, because of the near misses for Oklahoma, if he chooses OU come this weekend, he will be automatically a fan favorite. Because guess what? Oklahoma wins that type of recruitment where it's been very front and center and it's sort of tugged at your heartstrings. And oh, by the way, there is a recent uh, other five-star defensive lineman miss. So it will, uh, it will be, it would be a commit that obviously the fan base immediately rallies behind because of the five-star status, but also again, because of kind of the way the recruitment has played out. Well, and he's an Oklahoma native. Yes, he's at IMG Academy now, but he is an Oklahoma born and bred. You know, he's a native. He's one, he's one of us. You know, he is. If you're from the state of Oklahoma, David Stone to you is one of you. Uh, you know, I'm not from the state of Oklahoma. I, I came here by marriage. My wife's from here, but I love the state of Oklahoma. It's my adopted home. David Stone is one of me. Like I, I this is why this recruitment is so important not just to the team, but to the fan base, because he represents what, what Oklahomans want to be about. And that's excellence, but it's getting the very best football players from your state to come play football for you. He'd be the number one prospect in the state of Oklahoma if he was listed as an Oklahoma native, but you know, he plays his football in Florida for high school. So he's down in Florida in those rankings. And because it is the position that he plays defensive tackle, 
got to win that one. And as you've mentioned multiple times on our show, Josh, he is a one priority on the recruiting board. Whatever else, Matt, whatever else happens, you got to get David Stone. No matter who else you get, you got to land this one because he's the one that can really set the trend and set the tone for Oklahoma's defensive line as it gets ready to go into the SEC and could even help you finish your recruiting cycle in a very big way if he can move the needle with some of these other high-profile prospects like a williams Winery or some other top uncommitted prospects. Yeah, it could be a game changer for Oklahoma. And certainly, you know, the, the biggest game changer for OU is going to be what they do in 2023 or what they don't do, right? That, that's going to be the mood setter for Oklahoma fans. But, man, this uh, you get this commitment come this weekend and the temperature of the fan base uh, all of a sudden can be much, much more pleasant. Yeah, you know, it could be hot in a good way or it can cool off, uh, whichever way you want to feel about it. Hey, uh, what about the Big 12? Speaking of Oklahoma, what are their chances this season? We'll tell you about that right after we tell you where to uh, get things going. You want a championship team? It's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items, only exclusions apply. So... The Big 12 uh, season is, uh, well, you know, a month away or so, but it's very rapidly approaching. And it is what I like to call right now, John, final prediction season from everyone, from you, from me, uh, from the the viewers, listeners out there, and uh, from many of the other experts around the country nationally. Bill Connolly, Dave Wilson, a couple of uh, ESPN writers took a crack at the Big 12 at a glance, right? And they ran down uh, just a bunch of different little news and notes, or I guess not news and notes, but predictions for uh, the Big 12 conference. For example, three transfers to know. They like Alan Bowman at, o- at Oklahoma State. They like Trayshawn Ward at K-State, Donovan Smith, Houston. There's a lot of different little categories, right? The uh, first category of note as it pertains to Oklahoma is the three positions to fill category where Guess what? Alongside Baylor's offensive line and Kansas State's wide receivers, yes, it's the Oklahoma wide receivers that that is one of their, John, three positions to fill in the Big 12. And for good reason. You lose a guy like Marvin Mims, who's led you in receiving each of the last three years. You lose a guy like Theo Weiss, who tied for the team lead in receptions back in 2020, was a veteran presence, even though he missed the 2021 season, was somebody that you... It would, you would have been, you would have really, really liked to have him going into a season like this where you're going to either have to rely on some young guys and just have those growing pains, or you'd be able to have a veteran out there to go along with Jaleel Farouk and Drake Stoops. But it is a big question mark. Now, there have been a lot of really positive things said about guys like Nick Anderson and Andrew Anthony and Gavin Freeman 
and Jaden Gibson is starting to take strides and, and make, you know, really positive uh, impacts in practice, but you still don't really know. And as much as I think Jaleel Farouk is going to have a huge, huge season this season, I don't know that only based on what I've seen him do on the football field, what we're hearing the coaches say, do I believe that he's going to have a big time year for the Sooners? But we still got to see it on the football field. I mean, he didn't have, I mean, he had more than 600 total yards last year, but fewer than 600 receiving yards. I mean, he had what, four or five touchdowns for the Sooners. So he was a very, very productive player in his first year as a starter now, but he needs to take that to another level. Now that he's going to be kind of the lead guy in the wide receiver room, Drake Stoops, really good player a clutch player for you, but not necessarily someone that teams are going to be fearing uh, as they game plan week to week, but you need another person on that other side. And Jeff Levy's mentioned it several times that they want six or seven guys playing in a rotation to keep everybody fresh and to keep them at playing at their best. We didn't really have much of that last year. You saw, you know, Marvin Mims, Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops play ton of the snaps. And then you'd see guys mixed in here and there, a Theo Weiss, a Gavin Freeman, you'd see Jay, you know, uh, LB Bunkley Shelton here and there, but not a consistent uh, rotation at wide receiver. But I think this year with the emergence of a Nick Anderson, a Jaden Gibson, uh, the transfer and, you know, Andrew Anthony, Jaquay's Petaway, who's shown a, a lot of flashes in camp and Gavin Freeman, who Brent Venables and everybody can't speak highly enough of. I think you've got a good chance to have a really, really nice two deep plus one at wide receiver this year. You know, dipping back just momentarily and then we'll round back into wide receivers. I'm a little bit surprised the three transfers to know that, uh, and I understand you put a list like this together as a media member, you, you want, engagement from Oklahoma state fans and from K state fans and from Houston, you want to include everyone to some degree. Right. But I'm a little bit surprised in the three transfers to no section that Oklahoma wasn't featured at all. Just because again, to me, the, the story of the off season outside of just, okay, generally speaking, how is this program going to improve from year one to year 200 brand Venables? And, you know, can they morph six and seven back into big 12 championship contention? I mean, the, the storyline is look at all these transfer faces that Oklahoma brought in. And, oh, by the way, as we cycle back to wide receiver, the rule applies there for Oklahoma. So I'm a little bit surprised that transfer portal additions, John, there wasn't one from Oklahoma. They've had some big-time additions. Rondell Bothroyd, Trace Ford, Desan McCullough, Reggie Pearson. We talked to Angela Anthony, Brennan Thompson, Austin Stogner. I mean, there have been some big-time additions through the portal that are going to be significant players for the Sooners. Uh, you can go to Caleb Schaefer along the offensive line. Now it looks like he might be a rotational player at guard, but that's a very experienced player to add along the offensive line. So, you know, Dejon Terry, Davin Sears, Jacob Lacey, the, the list goes on and on and on, but you probably go back to a guy like Rondo Bothroyd, who was one of the better players in the ACC during his time at Wake Forest. So, and someone who's probably going to be an impact player. So yeah, it is a bit surprising to see, uh, the Sooners left out of that discussion. So Jeff Levy the other day says six, seven guys, speaking of Oklahoma wide receivers, that they would feel comfortable or good about tossing out there into the mix. If I say, and, and I can make an argument, maybe it's more than that right now for OU, but if I, if I give you six or seven for Oklahoma, who do you think right now today, based on what's happened in camp, like who are those six or seven that – Oklahoma right now today feels like, okay, we can toss them out there and be confident and comfortable. I love these kind of games. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Uh, Jaleel Farouk, 
Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, Jaquez Petaway, Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, Andrew Anthony. There's your seven. That's my seven. So no Brendan Thompson. He's he's hurt. Like he's dealing with an injury. So, I mean, maybe Brendan Thompson could be in there for Jaden Gibson if they're not quite confident enough in, in Gibson's progression just yet. But someone who, you know, Gibson could probably help contribute later on in the season. So if you want to replace Thompson and Gibson, that's kind of those those would be number seven, I think. Of the of all the names that we've heard, all the buzz that we've heard coming out of spring ball, out of fall camp, the six I feel good about: Anthony, Anderson, Anthony Anderson, uh, Stoops, Freeman, Farouk, and I. There's one more out there. Oh, uh, Petaway. I feel great about those six, and then seven A, seven B would be Brennan Thompson, Jaden Gibson. So uh, no LV Bunkley Shelton or uh, Hester's in this conversation. It just doesn't sound like it. It really doesn't from all the people that are out at practice from the, you know, you don't hear much discussion from the coaches really even, you know, the coaches are always quick to tell you if you're kind of talking out of turn. I know like questions I've asked guys like Ted roof, um, you know, every time I've tried to mention like Reggie Pearson, he's like, well, don't forget about key Lawrence. You know, they're quick to remind you, of some, of some significant players and just kind of based on what we saw out of spring, I just didn't feel like those guys were moving the needle a whole lot and they doesn't sound like they've done enough in the fall either to kind of really move the needle. But I mean, this is all based on just kind of hearsay and what you're hearing out of camp. They completely could come in here and battle for roles and be part of that, you know, top six, top seven that, that Jeff Levy's talking about. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun to think about, like when Jeff Levy says that. Who is he thinking of in his mind? And I, I think probably you nailed it. So the the other final uh, couple of pieces here from there, uh, Big Twelve at a glance, if you will, at least the Oklahoma portion of it. Bill Conley is taking Dylan Gabriel for his MVP pick. And like oh, it. by the way, he he writes John. His value was proved when he missed time last season and the offense completely collapsed. If he stays in the lineup and finds a rapport with a couple of new receiving options, he should lead a pretty solid bounce back campaign in Norman. Yeah. I think everybody's expecting him to be good. He was good last year. He'll be good again this year. Now can he elevate and become great? Can he elevate from good to really good? You know, just taking that next step in his progression, being better on third and fourth down, being better in the red zone, because he was a really good decision maker. Can he be a little bit more accurate? You know, those are kind of some of the finer details, the finer you know things in life that he needs to be a little bit better at, you know, just a little bit more accurate, a little bit more efficient in key situations. If those things are better then this offense is going to be better, even though it doesn't necessarily need to be better because of what the defense is going to do. But if the offense is as good or better than it was a year ago, that's going to be huge for this team this season. And then uh, I guess that brings us to last but not least, uh, each of these two uh, analysts picking Texas to win the Big 12 and uh, Texas over Texas Tech for Wilson, Texas over Oklahoma, 42-28, the final score from Connolly. Uh, so there you go. But each picking Texas, though Connolly does like uh, Oklahoma getting to the Big 12 championship game. 
I don't hate it. I mean, what else are you going to do right now? Who's the, the heavy favorite in the Big 12? Who's considered the most talented team on paper in the Big 12? It's Texas. The only question that lingers for Texas, now there's questions in personnel and on the depth chart. The question really, when it comes down to Texas, is will Texas Texas or will they get out of their own way and actually win this thing? That's the question that's on everybody's mind that covers the Big 12 because we've seen really, really talented Texas teams in the past not live up to those expectations. Could this be the year? We'll find out, and you will too, in this season's edition of Big 12 football. Uh, but coming up next, Bray Yormark, man, he is unabashedly promoting the Big 12 and the future of the Big 12 out on the Big 12 circuit. Um, we'll talk more about that. But first, have you ever really been in a situation where you had a big decision on your mind and, and you didn't really have anyone to talk to? Well, you know, sometimes finding that person, finding a even a trained professional to talk to about life's big decisions can be the difference in feeling at peace about a decision or being stressed out until the moment that you reach that decision. As a nurse, I take care of patients all the time that are dealing with enormous amounts of stress. And yeah, they might have a family member or two that they feel comfortable that they can talk to about something. But the reality is a lot of times you don't want to unload all of your stuff on family. And that's why you might need to go check out BetterHelp. If you've ever considered therapy, BetterHelp is the perfect way to do it. It's all online and it they set you up with a, a person that you can talk to that is going to be a good fit for you. And if you decide you want to change your therapist at any time, you can do that for free. It's no charge to you. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And again, sometimes you just need someone to help you navigate how to go through that decision-making process. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And again, if you want to, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. Again, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on college. And someone who doesn't need a whole lot of help getting things off his chest is one Brett Yormark. Uh, speaking at a function with the Texas Tech uh, football program. Brett Yormark basically came out and said to coach Joey McGuire, you better take care of business in Austin this year. Cause I'm going to be in Austin this year. Like you did in Lubbock in 2022. Uh, he also at the beginning of a clip um, that was uh, shared by on threes, Joe cook. He said, we wanted to get Oklahoma and Texas out of here, just like I know you all did. That was a big priority for us. Josh, what are your thoughts on Brett Yormark's comments today? Yeah, I don't have a problem with the uh, the last piece of it because he's just being transparent. I think we've said that right here on this channel, which is 
everybody, it made sense for Oklahoma and Texas to negotiate the buyout and, you know, reduce it and barter or bargain, whatever you needed to do to get it done. Because guess what? It's ripped the Band-Aid off. Oklahoma and, and Texas to the SEC in 2024 made sense because of the other moves in college football and the television properties moving around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of different reasons. And for the Big 12, it made sense for them to build their future. So I don't have a big problem with that. I think that that was transparent. And then, you know, Sometimes a little too much honesty, a little bit too much transparency is probably what you don't need. And the the pom-poms for Texas Tech, that part, you know, as a commissioner is probably too far as the as the Big 12 commissioner to let the emotions come into play. I, I know that you're playing up a little bit to the crowd, but uh, in this instance, I mean, it's just – you almost like you you want a commissioner to be presidential in a sense or a little bit of a politician in a sense and i know that maybe uh there's been you know name your politician that's not uh, your your dad or your grandpa's politician right but i'm talking like sort of buttoned up or your professional that's buttoned up maybe I, maybe it's not a politician but there's just certain things that like as the big 12 commissioner you probably don't say, even if you feel that way. And this would be one of those instances, I feel, for Brett Yormark, where, look, I know, John knows, everybody knows that the rest of the Big 12 doesn't want Oklahoma or Texas to go win this thing. But in in you know the name of the integrity of the game and us not having the conversation about collusion and officials you know, rigging games, it doesn't behoove you or anyone to sit there in a public forum and basically – question the integrity of how this is going to play out for OU in Texas. Man, I loved it. I really did. And, and I threw it out there on Twitter that it just kind of reminded me of like a Vince McMahon style of running business where you're going to do things your way and you're going to say what you want to say, regardless of what the potential consequences of it are going to be. I mean, he is the voice of the big 12. He is out there with job number one, priority number one, to build a brand like the Big 12. If he wants to do this whole Big 12 versus OU and Texas thing all year long, it will benefit him and his conference, especially if Oklahoma and Texas don't win games like many project them to. His job is to push the Big 12 forward and do so in a way that highlights it as a conference moving forward, that you know, they're not losing anything without OU with OU and Texas moving on. He's got to, he kind of has to be that a little bit. And yeah, it's not presidential. It's not very political, you know, politic, not, not great rhetoric. If you want neutrality from your commissioner, but if you're a big 12 fan, I know you're absolutely loving what Brett Yormark said. You're loving the idea that your, your conference commissioner is out there promoting the clubs and the programs that are going to stay behind in a way it's kind of sec greg sankey like right now he's always going to be for all of his conferences or all of his conference mates but he is very much going to be very pro sec talking about how they are better than everybody else and he's not going to be shy about it i think brett yormark has a little bit of that greg sankey to him it just so happens that now he's still commissioning oklahoma and texas for a year and already the conspiracy theory is out there that oklahoma and texas aren't going to get any calls a lot of people believe they didn't get any calls last year. And if there's any semblance of questionable officiating, questionable replay, any of that stuff, 
everybody's going to come back to these comments. So in that way, Josh, you are absolutely right. This could potentially bite him down the road from a PR standpoint alone, but from a promotion standpoint, this is him just doing the best thing he can. He thinks he can do to help promote his best programs as they move into the future. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, to me, it, it almost comes off sensitive and weak in a way in that regard. But I, I do think that uh, if nothing else, he's rallied the troops, right? I mean, it's what yeah. the folks in Lubbock, Texas wanted to hear. It's what the folks in Manhattan, Kansas wanted to hear and Lawrence and, you know, probably uh, the, the corner schools, et cetera, et cetera. And ultimately it uh, for this, for this and for many other shows across the, the locked on network where you can find coverage of your team every single day, it's great. It's a, it's a terrific piece of content. So from that standpoint, I love it as a commissioner, you know, probably not my cup of tea, but Hey, uh, it is exciting. It is, uh, it's newsworthy. That's right. And he's not preaching to us anymore. He's not about the Sooners or Oklahoma fans. Nah, he's, he's got a lot of other fan bases on his mind right now as he speaks like that. And that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in, being a part of the show. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, go hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop, drop a like over there on YouTube as well. Helps more people find out about the show. If you like what you're hearing here on locked on Sooners, go to Apple, leave us a five-star review. Definitely is a, is something that helps us out a lot. So please go and do that. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on ref. Follow myself at John nine Williams. The show is at locked on Sooners. And again, until next time, he's Josh Hummer. I'm John Williams. We'll talk to you then. Boomer Sooner.